With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yes, living the dream once again here on a fabulous college football Saturday. Fox Football Saturday. Hartman and Salam with you broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do we have a proper intro for Ephraim Salam, please? And right tackle from San Diego State, number 74, Ephraim Salam. Shouldn't that be automatic, Ephraim? Automatic. Uh, automatic instead of me having to uh, intro uh, it's it. It's okay. It, as, as long as it gets done, that's yeah. what that that's what needs to be. The, the further I uh, get away from that <laughs> that Super Bowl, you know, the more I need to be <laughs> reminded. That, that of, was back in uh, the nineties, and I was, was that, I was yeah. in Miami with you covering yeah, that man. Super Bowl, Ooh, and we. you know, certain people were getting in trouble down in Miami. That was a hell of a week. I crashed a party uh, that week in Miami. Uh, it was the commissioner's party okay. that I didn't actually have a ticket to, and yet I was able to finagle my way into that party. I had a hell of a week that week man, in Miami. That, you, you yeah. had a hell of a well, week. Well, you had to focus on a game. Yeah, I know, but we, you know, we got out there a couple, a couple of days early, and oh man, I, it just was. I was a kid. I'm 21 years old. I rented a a H1 Hummer for the week. Nice. And took it down to – I had a couple other guys in the pros who were down there with me. Will Blackwell, who was playing for the Steelers. Uh, Oz Akeem, who was playing for the Rams. Uh, and then my brother. We were all staying in, in, our, in my suite. And it was go to practice. They would pick me up in the Hummer. We went down to South Beach. Oh, man. Can I, can I tell Glorious. you the first time I went down to Miami? 
So the first time I was in Miami was when I was working for the Raiders, 1984. Okay. This was um, the Raiders are defending Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. the old Orange Bowl, the play in Miami, I Dan was, Marino's breakout year. It I was, was a eight. game that uh, I was eight years old. Dan Marino okay. threw uh, four touchdowns and 470 yards in that game. But what really got me going was we get down to the hotel, the team hotel. Ted Hendricks, the Hall of Famer, who's from the Miami area, was there to see some of his old mm-hmm. teammates. And to say he was inebriated would be the <laughs> understatement of the all time. But he happened to know my road roommate who had worked for the team for several years. And he ran into us in the lobby. He goes, where are you guys going tonight? I said, well, we're just going out. And he goes, no, you need to go out in style. He handed us the keys to his 450SL Mercedes convertible. And then we hit Fort Lauderdale. How, yeah. was, how was that? I was 26. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. That's how that was. That was it. My introduction to uh, Miami and South Beach. All right, here we are on this beautiful Saturday. We have to say right here at the top, not a lot of action going on in terms of, you know, big matchups. Although we have one right now, BYU and Oregon is going on. So far, the scoreboard has been littered with just blowout after blowout. Uh, Georgia blowing out South Carolina. Michigan, 59-0 over UConn. Uh, I guess Scott Frost isn't the only problem for Nebraska. They get blown out by Oklahoma, 49-14. to Hey, I want to start right there uh, with this because we were talking about this last Saturday when Nebraska, as they had lost at home, uh, as you know, to a team that they should never have lost at home to. And we were speculating about Scott Frost and the fact that we said, well, He's probably going to survive at least a couple of more weeks because ah. the buyout in his contract <laughs> is literally cut in half if they wait until October 1st. And then the next day I'm sitting Couldn't here on it. Sunday and they're like, no, no, it's yeah, it's over now. We'll, Even if we'll it cost it. us an additional $7.5 million, that's how quickly they had to get him well, out the door. Well, it's like a marriage, right? You can, you, you, you're in a marriage and, you know, your wife decides that she wants this amount. And you can fight it. Mm-hmm. You can it. It can go for years, or you can just take your freedom. <laughs> I like how you're looking at me. Yeah, like I, well, you, I, you know, I, you know, I've been down this path. I, well, I'm just saying. Sometimes yes. you just want to take your freedom. Yeah. Right. Hey, look, it, it's just money. If we could just sever ties, you do you. I, I will do us. <laughs> and, and 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 then boom, we don't, we don't even have to revisit this. So you and, know, the, and, the price tag on freedom. I, I've hey been man. paying for it for quite a while. Well, now. I, I mean, we all have choices, Steve. But you I know, mean, the, the thing about it is, Ephraim, I don't regret a penny of it. There, and that's it. I have my freedom. And that's exactly how exactly. Uh, Nebraska feels. You're like, <laughs> yeah, it's costing us seven million more. But well, we don't even we we never have to walk through that door again. Right. Well, uh, today they got absolutely annihilated. They actually scored first against Oklahoma and then gave up forty nine unanswered. Uh, so Nebraska getting blown out at home today, forty nine to fourteen. They're one and three on the season. So uh, we'll keep our eye. Uh, Alabama, which by the way slipped out of the number one ranking. After their narrow victory last week, Georgia just continues to roll, and right now a worthy number one. Georgia is a professional football team. Right now, I'm not as crazy as to say they'll be the the thirty third team in the NFL mm-hmm. uh, with the amount of talent and the way they play. Um, that's just, of course, I'm 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 being, you know, yes, it, it, it's not true. Whenever we have people who say, 
I remember the uh, old Miami teams, right? Uh, yeah. Miami 2001. One. I've, I've seen Ed Reed interviewed a yep. million times, and Andre Ed Reed will Johnson say over. Oh. And you know, all, all of those guys. Yeah, they had Frank Gore. They had, I mean, they had a lot of future NFL players. Yes. And but, Ed Reed says, we could have beaten an NFL no, team. No, the worst team in the NFL yeah. would beat that Miami team mm-hmm. by at the minimum three scores. Well, they had Ken Dorsey at quarterback. Not right. Exactly so intimidating. There, there's a there's a difference. Now, if they had had like John Elway or Andrew Luck then, at then quarterback. Then that's a different story. Yeah. But Ken Dorsey. And, and the reality of yeah. it is everybody on that team did not go to the pros. That is correct. But everybody in the pros are in the pros. They had Sean Taylor also. So yeah. I get it. I understand. They had a lot of talent. They had a lot of – they had all of the running backs – Yes, Gore, McKayhee, uh, uh, Curtis, Portis. Portis, yeah. They had all of the running backs. They had Shockey and Winslow at tight end. Yes, they did. Yeah. Ken, they had a lot of – Ken had, Dorsey at quarterback. And Ken Dorsey. Okay, yeah. yeah. Wendell's <laughs> a little bit tighter to throw in yeah, in the He's pros. a heck of an offensive coordinator hey, all of a hey, sudden. Hey, man. Sometimes it doesn't work out for I, you uh, as a player. Yeah. Um, so we have, uh, we have a few games we're going to get to today as far as uh, – College football is concerned. By the way, Alabama's already jumped all over. Uh, University of Louisiana at Monroe, 7-0 with the early score there. Uh, also later on, uh, Ephraim is uh, very focused on his San Diego State Aztecs. They're on the road against Utah. This is a payback game for Utah a year ago. The Aztecs upset the eventual Pac-12 champion Utes. Was it an upset, though? I, I don't well, maybe not early in the year. At the end of the year, it might have looked well, like an to, upset. To us, it wasn't an upset. We went in expecting to win that game. Well, first of all, if you look at it, now the Arizona loss to begin the season was upsetting, but it was sort of a heat wave. You were at that game, so you're 0-1 at 10 games. I take it you didn't go last Saturday. No, I didn't go last <laughs> Saturday. Is, 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 oh, we're going to fight today. Yeah. You, so, no, I just, so you I just, woke up You just, woke up today. I'm just saying the fact you got is in you, the are, car. you are 1-0 in games that you haven't attended, and you, they're 0-1 when you were there. You woke up today, yes. got in the car, and chose violence. Okay, <laughs> I am just so Steve woke fact. up to choose violence today. Okay, Ephraim, you know I'm a fat guy. I, I That's what I do. I, I, I just, other than the fact... Fat guy. I'm the fat guy. Um, very much not so. But anyway, uh, San Diego State on the road against Utah. This was an interesting game last year where the Aztecs got off to a big lead. I was also reminded that they had changed the overtime rule yeah. last year. Uh, if you don't know this, last year was introduced after the second overtime you just have two-point conversions, and that turned out to be the difference in the game. The Aztecs got theirs. Utah did not. San Diego State won that game. Uh, what about today? Huh? Three-touchdown underdog on the road against Utah already has an L on their record. Any chance the Aztecs make a game of it today? I, I think so. If they can get back to playing the type of defense that we've been accustomed to them playing for the last, I, I mean, close to a decade now, They've had one of the, you know, a defense in the top five in the in the nation, literally consistency consistently every year. Uh, it did he struggle at the quarterback position? Uh, got a young talent in. He's good. It just has the chemistry has to go. Get Matthews more involved. Uh, it, it just needs to to go. And and the reason they were up so much in that game last is they controlled the the, the ground. They controlled the game. Uh, by running and pounding uh, Utah up front, and hopefully we can get back to that today. Well, they did that last week, a big win, although they didn't cover the 50-and-a-half-point spread. They ran for about almost 400 yards on the ground. And I've said this time and again, certain teams have a personality. You know, I always think back to Michigan. 
and Michigan was a old school Big Ten school, and then they brought in Rich Rod, who wanted to put that spread offense in. That didn't work, and suddenly Michigan got away from what it was that made him a football power. For San Diego State, it's a ground game. Mm-hmm. Dominate up front. If San Diego State do that, they could be relevant all season long. All right, we're just getting started here on Fox Football Saturday. We got a lot of Sunday NFL to talk about, including what happened this past Thursday. Was it more about what the Chiefs did or what the Chargers didn't do? And what's the latest on Justin Herbert? Did the Chargers make a mistake keeping him in a game where he was obviously hurt? We'll talk about that coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Harbin, from Salam Fox Football Saturday, live from the Tyrac.com studios. It's a busy day in college football, but also we got plenty to talk about with the NFL. By the way, uh, we're already less than four minutes into this game. Alabama leading Louisiana Monroe 14-0 to pick six by a guy that could get into that Heisman conversation, Will Anderson Jr., mm-hmm. a 25-yard pick six. And that's what you need, right? If you're Will Anderson, yes. you need touchdowns. You, you got to run sacks. those, you got to keep going. Yep. Right. Those are the kind of stats. You need some stats and a guy like Will Anderson got some stats with a pick six today. Uh, Alabama Lady Monroe there, Louisiana Monroe, 14 to nothing. Um, let's talk a little bit about what happened on Thursday, Ephraim, as the Chargers had every opportunity to win at Arrowhead for the third straight year. Remember, yes. Justin Herbert had not lost a game at Arrowhead uh, in the two previous seasons, and they were right there. They were knocking on the door. You've got the ball at you know down inside the uh, your five yard line, and a quick pass turns into a ninety nine yard pick six that completely flipped that game. Now that play is very controversial because the receiver was on the receiving end of a long play leading up to that play, 
and then he seemed to turn the wrong way, and it ends up at a pick six. Uh, I, I want to talk about that element of it with you, Ephraim, from your many years in the NFL. So the idea of a play like that going completely bonkers. I mean, it was a, it was, it was a backbreaker. That was the game right there. And everyone's like, who's to blame? Is that on Herbert? Is that on the receiver? Is that on the coordinator for calling the play? Where does fault lie on a play like that? So watching that play, and I saw it happening before it happened. Gerald Everett had a tremendous catch and run. He was trying to come out of the game. Right. They're down inside the in the red zone inside the 10-yard line. He's trying to come out of the game. He's exhausted. Right. They showed it after the play. They showed him like I, signaling I to the sideline. I saw it when line. it was happening. Oh, you saw it. When he got up, he turned right to the sideline, started walking to the sideline, started tapping his head. That's the universal signal for I need a break. Right. All of a sudden, he did a quick about-face U-turn because they wanted all game uh, the Chargers were working on tempo. We're not going to let him get set up. We're not going to substitute. We're going to keep him off guard. Tempo, tip, and it was working. The problem I had this time was you're in you're, you're in scoring position. Take your time. It's a first down. Take your time. And uh, Everett lined up. He was exhausted. And I won't even call it a route. He ran. He turned around in the end zone, straight leg, and he stopped. Now, the play is he's lined up on a safety, and he out – he's – outweighs him he's taller at least you know three four inches taller than him it's an easy wall him off right in the basket right you're supposed to cross the goal line turn around lean inside because if he does come around you want him to have to work around the outside never on the inside and you wall him off it's position that's what they did with uh antonio gates for many many years right basketball player right right get in the post keep him down there and wall him off well, well, um, Gerald Everett didn't do any of that. No, he, he just he turned ran, around turned, and stand. But not only that, he turned out and just drifted out. He drifted out. So when the ball was thrown inside, he never made contact with the defender. The defender had a free run around him on the inside to the ball. That was it. That was the number one read. That was a mismatch. That was the number one read. So when Herbert got the ball, he was going there the whole time. The corner is look, or the safety is looking at the quarterback. That's why that happened. Case in point, after the guy intercepts the ball, guess what Everett did? Nothing. His mouthpiece fell out. He bent down, picked the mouthpiece up, and he didn't even move. He just watched. Right? Remember what uh, uh, DK Metcalf did last year? Save that game? Yeah. He Everett just turned and watched him take it 99 yards. Right? So everybody's like, oh, Herbert, that's not on the quarterback. It's not. It's not. He played a great game. It is. I Take it from somebody who's in the division. 
It is hard to go up in Kansas City and play. All right, let's let's stay with Herbert for a second here. So blame on that play, obviously not on Herbert. Then Herbert gets hit. Ooh wee! And he gets planted. I mean, I mean, he gets hit a bunch of times. But the the initial hit where he was down yes. on the field, yep. down on the field, had to be taken out for a play and then reinserted. And even as he was coming back in, he was literally holding his side. So. You're like, all right, he's got some kind of damage, and then he makes a throw Oof, that may have been as good a throw as I've ever seen. This year so far. I mean, it's that, unbelievable. Was, that was such an unbelievable thread-the-needle throw, and you're saying to yourself, okay, did they make the right move? Are you putting your franchise Look, quarterback wait, at jeopardy? Hold on. You didn't even set it up the right way, Steve. Look, what happened the the play right before the third down play. Now that throw was on fourth down. Yeah. What happened on the third down play? He got hit again. No. Oh, which one? He had an opportunity. Oh yes, to, to easily to run, run, and he threw it down on the easily ground. Easily run yes. for the first down. That was something I've never seen before. Right? The guy literally throws the ball away. Could have walked to the first down. He couldn't. Number one, he didn't want to get hit again. No. And. He didn't think he had enough energy or juice to get there with his legs because of the injury. Okay, let me stop it right here. It's a 10-point game. Yes. It's not a 7-point game. It's a 10-point game, game and time is running out. Take the field goal. Even if if he scores... You're, you're you're rolling the dice on an onside kick, which, by the way, Kansas City did fumble, but recovered. We on. almost had, yeah, almost, almost got it. Almost got it. Yep. But still, that brings the question is, it wasn't realistic. Maybe there was a far-fetched opportunity for the Chargers to pull this game out, but it was a long shot because you had to recover an onside kick. Do you make a mistake by keeping him in that game? No. Even but, with the heroics that he showed with that incredible throw and the touchdown. No. You know why? Because we they almost got the onside kick. But when, what if he? But when you listen, listen. When you have a talent like that, a Mahomes, uh, a Rogers, uh, Herbert. When you have those types of talents, you always think you, there's a chance. I've lost to Peyton Manning being up by 13 with two minutes and 20 seconds left in the game. Yeah, but you don't know he could have a cracked rib. You don't know what's going on there. First of all, they knew it wasn't a cracked rib. Because, At that point, how do well, they know? Yeah, because you went on the crack rib. There's no, brother. It, I've had both. Yeah, I, trust me, I've had a cracked rib, and I've had the rib cartilage torn. Rib cartilage torn. It feels like someone stuck a knife in in you and and twisted. It's that burning sensation. It's very very painful. Very difficult to breathe. When you crack a rib, brother, it's not a knife. It's a stick of dynamite. Like it is a problem. The walk, the the fact that he was walking, and I was like, okay, I know it wasn't a cracked rib. That's a whole nother level of pain. The cartilage, it it's it's very uncomfortable. It's very painful. It's very cumbersome. They were willing to bet that if they got the ball back on the on on the off on the onside, that they had a shot to win, which I believe they did. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, Herbert. He's the next one. When, when we talk about quarterbacks that can make every throw. Every single throw, man. There, there aren't a lot. There are certain quarterbacks where their skill set is tailored Oof. appropriately because he can make certain throws. But, again, that throw down the field, you watch that, it was almost an optical illusion. 
It was coverage, unbelievable. The coverage was it's perfect. Literally the coverage was perfect. Perfect. Safety over the top. Cornerback. There was, is, it's, it's, we're talking about a shoestring. Inches. Shoestring. The to length get of that a, ball the, in the, there. It's a shoestring. That's it. So and and, and I, I I look I I've been a fan of his since his first start against the Kansas City Chiefs. Just thrown in there. Right, didn't take any of the first team reps all week. No, and they didn't he, even and, expect and to play him in, as a rookie. And shredded, yeah, Kansas City. I was like, oh, he has it. By the way, you know, it's so funny when the uh, my my son, my younger son, is a huge Chargers fan. Always has been. Was always frustrated with Philip Rivers, and actually has seen similar frustrations with Herbert because as great as he is, as great as he throws the ball. They're still losing a lot of games that maybe they should have won. Maybe it's not on Herbert. Mm-hmm. But here was the thing out of Oregon. I couldn't understand this. This guy went through three different coaches, three different offensive coordinators in his run at Oregon. He capped it off with a Rose Bowl win. He had a great college career. And you know why they downgraded him? There was like the, there were multiple films that you could find that he was late in reading defenses. Like, you know, he was making mm-hmm. throws late. Like, he wasn't reading defense as well. His throws were late, and there were interceptions. This, and I'm like, I don't only really know is that this guy has got the size. He won with the equivalent of the academic Heisman Trophy. Right. So, you know, he's a smart guy. I mean, the guy literally, he's the size. I mean, what what's missing here? And I guess the only thing that is missing is, and whether it's an indictment on him or the Chargers, and I lean Chargers on this, is that they still are losing games well, that they should win. Well, I we, saw this we, last year. We know what, what what the big thing was for, for the Chargers. It looks like they've rectified that. It was a kicking game. Right. All day long. It was a kicking game. Well, also they had no run defense. Right. So, but we and knew. They, and they upgraded that. But they were always in position to win the game. Right. And they found a way. It was almost comical. Yeah. They found a way to consistently uh, lose games on special teams. Yes, right. That we knew that was for about three but also, years. But also in timely turnovers, you know, fumbles yep. at the goal yep. line, or like we saw a pick, pick six. six. Yeah, yeah. Just when it seemed like they you had, had that game in hand, game, they you had, had the game. Yeah, they did. And it and just, still were in it though. Just think about that. Chargery. It's chargery. It's, it's so, chargery. It's so chargery. It's chargery. All right, let's find out what is trending right now. And uh, she has really been doing a lot of homework these days. Monty. <laughs> I'm trying. Is really digging in, Ephraim, into college football. Yeah. And it's 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 ominous because there's so many teams. It's not like you have 32 NFL teams and you got, you know, a lot. 130 yeah. FBS schools, and you're trying to learn the names. and the- I mean, well, she doesn't have anything else to do. I mean, does she do it? <laughs> <laughs> what else is she doing? I you're mean- right. Ephraim's right. The Clippers aren't playing yet, so he's right. Yeah, I got extra time. <laughs> I-, I mean, it'll be where in the middle of Clippers games, she'll be able to research and do other things. Ephraim, because- I came in here early, and she's like sitting there at the monitor, and she's watching all yeah, this college right. football. She's and- a professional, and she's yes. extremely good at what she does. Aw, yeah. thanks, Ephraim. I'm glad that you two are fighting today, not you and me, Ephraim. No, I I, look, yeah. I don't have a problem with you. Oh, right? I-, I just didn't understand, <laughs> right, how someone could want you know- and root for mediocrity. That's all. I mean, look, to each his own. To each his to own. To each his own. Some yeah, people, you know, you know, some people like a plain sandwich and some people like it with the works. You're right. And uh, you hate on a team that's been doing well the last 
you know, 10 years. What is no, the whoa, bar? Whoa, 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 hold on. The What's Lakers the in the last nine years have had seven losing seasons. Yeah. And another year we're eliminating the first round. Again, I am looking here at 7-1, and 15-1, 18-2. 21 and 3, mm-hmm. yeah. 25 and no, 7. I, I hear you, Steve. 28 and 7. 32 and 7 is the Clippers' record head to head with the Lakers over the last 10 years. I, I hear and you. And what I always go to <laughs> is, and what has that gotten? In that time, who? which one of the teams has won a championship? Sure. Okay. And that, no, no, wait, wait, wait. In that time, with that record you just gave me, yeah. Steve. Which one of those teams yes. uh, has short, won a champion? Yes. No, hey, hey, they hey, won hey, it look, in look. a shortened season. You hey, are 100% right. First of all, there was only about, what, eight games left in the regular season? So let's not make it seem oh, but, like. But there was a big th- break was the and end let's, of the okay, world. Let's not make it seem right? like it was a regular season, though. Let's the not make one, that seem. Who was seem. the number one team in the NBA when the, when, when the, when it got uh, uh, postponed? Do you guys remember that? Was it the Clippers? No. 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 What had happened right <laughs> right before that? Ephraim, Ephraim, Remember Ephraim. Milwaukee okay. came to town I am and then the Clippers came to town? What happened? Okay, I've been a Laker fan longer than you've been alive. So I, <laughs> I, 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 which is, I can say that about a lot of things. But anyway, um, it's, ha- it's not been pretty. It no. hasn't been pretty. It, I mean, seven but losing seasons in the fulfill- last nine it's, years. But it's been fulfilling. Two of them with LeBron. It's been fulfilling. I, I've been fulfilled. I've had a lot of fun games that I, I get know to you watch. Have. In the last nine years, the Clippers have been in the playoffs seven times, the Lakers twice. Okay. I, I just, I, and I and, and one of those two fulfilled. times, they won a championship. Clippers Woo-hoo. are 32 and seven head-to-head with the Lakers. No championship. Uh, all right, guys. No look. championships. I get it. I get it. I if you guys you. are playing for the playoffs, uh, then it's the you guys are looking at the wrong thing. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. Like, listen. You guys were talking. Do about- your job, dude. Come on. Let's go. Let's- where's, the, where's the update? Yes, it's coming. You guys were talking about the Chargers pick six that hurt so much. Well, Alabama just did that. They'll try to hit the man out of the backfield. It goes off his head. Will Anderson interception. 10-5 touchdown. Alabama. Will Anderson. Picking up the ping pong ball off the head of Andrew Henry. Chris Stewart from Learfield on the call. Yeah, Alabama taking on the University of Louisiana Monroe, and they're up 21-0 late in the first quarter. 22 Penn State is up on Auburn 7-3, 12 minutes to go in the second quarter, and Ole Miss is up on Georgia Tech 14-0, 11 minutes to go in the second quarter of that game. And number 25, Oregon, is beating number 12 BYU 17-7, 11 and a half minutes to go in the first half of that game. Back to you guys. Go Clippers. Thank you, Monty. All right, we'll get plenty on that. Uh, We have a long season, and believe me, over the course of the season, that NBA season will get started. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be great. Um, All right, I want to get back just a a moment here on the Chargers and ask you about Brandon Staley. All right, so the one thing that was a little different in this game was he didn't go for it on fourth down. And a lot of people said the reason he did so many fourth downs a year ago is he had no faith in the defense Mm -hmm. for good reason because their defense was bad, bad. Um, And and during this Kansas City game, he had a couple opportunities where you're like, he would have gone for it on fourth down a year ago, decided not to. That's a certain maturity I I like to see in a Brandon Staley, but – Let's get back to a, a certain player motioning to the sideline. I need to come out of the game, and they're turning him around because, hey, it's working. Like you said, hurry up. Let's get going here. It was a first down play. You gotta, you gotta take advantage of your situation. So, but is that on a head coach? That is on the head coach. That's on the head coach uh, because you got to look at the totality of the situation. You're on the road. You have the division champion 
on the ropes. Time is your friend, right? The more clock you can eat up and get a score, the better off you'll be. Those two things have to start coming into play. Now it's not about we have them off balance, let's keep it going. Now you have to look at the totality of the situation and how the game is being played. What we're going to do is we're going to huddle up, get the right play in, get the right players, maximize not only the clock, the play clock, and the game clock, but also we have this team on the ropes. They don't know what's coming. They can't stop it. All of those things supersede tempo. And with more you know, with, with, with more time and experience, a young head coach will understand that aspect. This was a great learning moment for him. So now he's learned that he puts that in his toolbox. So now he'll understand moving forward when that situation comes up again, which it will. He'll understand, okay, it's not just about this. It's about all of these other things that will benefit us. By the way, the Chiefs appear to be a team on a mission. In this sense, because of Tyreek Hill's departure and some of the losses they had on the offensive side of the football, there's. by the way, there's one person that absolutely hammers me on my Twitter account because they feel like I have everything against Patrick Mahomes. The only thing I look back on Mahomes going into the season was the last half of football that he played against Cincinnati in that AFC championship game in what had to be one of the greatest Jekyll and Hyde shows we've ever seen from a quarterback of his level from an incredible first yeah. half where he made every play mm-hmm. to a second half where suddenly he completely uh, he was disintegrated. Human. He became human. He became human. So I, I would say there were questions going into this season based on the last time we saw him on the field a year ago and the loss of Tyreek Hill. And I think to some degree, the Chargers were able to exploit that. I think they were able to do things. It wasn't like Mahomes put up big numbers, but what we've seen from the Chiefs in this 2-0 start, one, they have a coach that knows how to win games. Okay, so when you're, like you said, you had a learning experience for a Brandon Staley, the master on the other side, Andy Reid, knows how to probably wink-wink after that game saying we could have lost that game. But you know mm-hmm. what? No style points here. It's all about the W. I know how to get that W. Experience matters. But they seem to be trying to prove to everybody that, hey, Tyreek Hill was a great player, but he wasn't our offense. Our offense is Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. It's Eric Biennemi. They're the guys running our offense. Well, what happens is when you have tremendous talent around you, and, and we saw it in the second half of that playoff game last year, when people take that away, you tend to rely on Kelsey and, and, and Hill. Mm-hmm. That's easy. When teams take that away, now you have to go through progressions. And it's off-putting sometimes. Not having Tariq Hill has put uh, coming into the season has put Patrick Mahomes in a situation where he's just not going to focus. He's not going to focus just on those two. Now teams are going to take Kelsey away or as much as they possibly can. So now it's up to Juju and it's up to these other players to uh, to become a viable option. But now there's progression. Now Patrick is going through his progression, opposed to, oh, I mean, Tariq's about to 
right? I'm running Kelsey on a crossing route, route and having Tariq, who, which is going to take up the safety, and having Tariq one-on-one on the outside. I mean, that's easy. That's, that's nothing. No matter what, I'm throwing the ball, right? And we've seen that a lot. And and and, and great quarterbacks uh, with great receiving uh, – uh, receivers outside, they they rely on that. We've seen it throughout the course of history. When you take something like that away, you're forced to now go through the progressions and do different things. So coming into the season, they didn't have that. So I think Patrick is more prepared uh, for what's about to happen this season. Derwin James, man. That guy's a oh, player. Yeah, he's you see a player, that man. plan he put on yeah, Kelsey? Yeah, he's a player, man. Woo! Yeah, he, he's the real deal. Man, I mean, and, and I love what they're doing with him defensively. When you got that kind of a talent, you put him everywhere. Yeah, you put uh, him everywhere. I mean, this is what Palomalo did with Pittsburgh all those years. You just you stick him in different spots. You never have him in the same spot. Chargers will be back, uh, but Kansas City still the team to beat in that AFC West. All right, coming up on the other side, it's a weekly feature here on Fox Football Saturday. It's my current 1-2-3 in the Heisman Chase coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Harbin, Ephraim Salam here, Fox Football Saturday, live from the TireRack.com studios. Well, it's that time. It's the Heisman Update. 10 Heisman Update. All right, so each week I give you my current 3-2-1 in the Heisman standings leading up to the awarding of the ultimate prize in college football. Here is my current number three. Empty set again. Young pump fake. Looks to his left. Rolls to his left. Stops, looks into the end zone. Catch is made. Touchdown, Alabama. Jameer Gibbs makes the grab in the back of the end zone. Chris Stewart from Learfield right there. Bryce Young, your reigning Heisman winner, leads the comeback victory. Wasn't pretty, but he found a way to win again. Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback, my current number three. Here is my number two. Williams starts on first down from his own 25, has lots of time. He's going to throw it long. Does. Caught by Anderson at the 20. Stays on her feet. He'll go all the way. One play, 75 yards. USC Trojans Radio Network, Caleb Williams, as good as advertised. Two games, 39 of 49, 590 yards, six touchdowns, and no picks. Sounds like Heisman numbers to me. Here's my current number one. Edwards shifts around behind Bennett to his left. Play fake, Stetson throws it into the end zone. Caught by the freshman, Dylan Bell, on a quick slant from the right edge, and a touchdown. Scott Howard from Learfield, when you're the quarterback and the number one team in the country and you're putting up big numbers, 
That's how you win a Heisman. Stetson Bennett, the uh, quarterback of Georgia, is still my number one. Now, I mentioned earlier, he from that uh, we had Will Anderson Jr., who might be the best college football player in the country. And again, we got a long process before I come down to a final ballot here. So plenty of football ahead. He had a pick six today against Louisiana Monroe. Um, But I'm always curious, again, from a standpoint of a man that played up front, we know that games are won and lost in the trenches. But when you really gauge the value of a football player, it's not like baseball, right? You're a hitter, you're a pitcher. Occasionally there's a guy with an incredible glove that you can put into the conversation. But it's so hard in football to me to really evaluate I know you do because you can break down film and you can look at film and mm-hmm. you see each game and like who really is performing at a high level. The average fan like me never gets to see any of that. So I wanted to ask you just quickly, like if you're really breaking it down and watching a game and you're trying to sing a lot, a player on the field that is literally the difference in that game. Yeah. How, how do you evaluate something like that? Well, for, for me, with your, you know, number one so far, yeah. your number one guy, Stetson Bennett, for the Heisman, when I looked at that game, I didn't see him as the reason. I saw Brock Bowers. The tight end. The tight end. Hell so, of a player. Second team All-American as a true freshman last year. So five catches, 121 yards. 24.2 yards per catch and two touchdowns. I love him. I love that. With a long of 78 yards. This is a tight end. Yeah, he's the best tight end in the country. So watching that game, mm-hmm. I'm saying uh, Stetson Bennett is – it could be anybody. It could be It could be you. It could be anybody. The way that team is stacked, the offensive line, the defensive line, the linebackers, everybody. But this guy, Brock Bowers, is a game changer. Mm-hmm. He's a, a, a matchup nightmare. He's He's huge. But he's also has the skill set and ability to run in hands like a receiver, and so I, I mean I, I don't I, want, I love it I love you Mitchell Bowers because I I'm a big fan of his again as a true freshman last year second team AP All American that doesn't happen very often for a tight end and, and, and I tell you this with your list yeah I, the first two okay I moved them down. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Caleb maybe one, um, uh, um, Bryce, Bryce, Bryce maybe two, and then you throw this kid in there, Brock Bowers. All right, right, because now you're making a statement. Now you're like, oh, okay, well we got to watch it now. If, now the listeners are like, okay, let me pay attention to that. Quarterbacks are easy. I told you this last. Is this going to be every every week? No, it's all about. The, no, it seems like it. No. I know it's only been two weeks, but it's, it seems like that's weeks. what we're doing. A lot of people are like, Harbin, why are you doing this so early? This is the very reason because I want in- input from you. Well, I, I, I'm in, in I'm order formulating to... what I should be looking at each week. I throw out names, and you're like, <laughs> okay, well that's a that's it. I mean, Caleb Williams. This guy, this is unbelievable. He, but we saw we knew that was coming. Yeah, we knew but, it was coming. Yeah, but you get with Lincoln Riley, you get with that uh, level of well, talent. I mean, you also have Addison, who has what yes. four touchdowns in two days. Come on, two man. games. Boletnikov Award winner. He's not a bad player. No, so that's expected. So maybe maybe I'll have no quarterbacks next week. No, that's not true because they're going to show out. Somebody's going to show out at the quarterback position. But I'm just saying, just when you when I watched that Georgia game this morning, right. 
Brock stood out to me more than Stetson Bennett. Well, again, these were through games of last week. To be fair to everybody, because he hasn't played yet today, obviously, and uh, Alabama's playing right now as we speak. By the way, Alabama is uh, rolling it up quite nicely, uh, twenty-eight to nothing right now in their game. Bryce Young, by the way, in that game is just five of eight, ninety-four yards, a touchdown, and the pick. The numbers are ordinary, and that's that's why it's so difficult for anyone to repeat as a Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Archie Griffin should never have won a second Heisman Trophy. <laughs> I, frankly, I, I I question him winning the first Heisman Trophy. And I love Archie Griffin. I think he's a great credit to college football. But there's no way that guy should have won I, a I second. I don't think the voters want to do a repeat, right? They don't. And, and, and even sometimes Tim Tebow could have made an argument, of course, because sometimes your numbers are better the the, the next year yeah. after you won the Heisman and you don't win it. So everybody's like, well, how's that possible? Yeah, Lamar Jackson the year after won the Heisman, his passing numbers were better. The second year. Right. He finished third in the Heisman voting, but they didn't want to win back-to-back. All right, we have a lot of NFL news to get to, including the future of Tom Brady. Is he going to survive the season? Keep it here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, yeah, rolling along here on another exciting college football Saturday. Hartman and Salam with you broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast-free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, keeping our eye on all this college football going on today. Also, obviously, have our eye on another big Sunday in the NFL. And I don't know about you, but I was sitting here with Rich Ornberger last Sunday. Sam, how was last Sunday? That was uh, about as crazy as it gets for an opening Sunday in the NFL. Mentally exhausting. I wasn't ready for all that action. We were also uh, treated last Sunday. I don't know if you would have partaken in this. Uh, Ephraim, can we get Monsi uh, on uh, mic here for a second here? Is Monsi available? No, she went home. No, she's uh, she's there? She went home. I'm here. Oh, so, I thought you, uh, I thought you so were Monsi. Sam looked right over her head. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, nobody can see me. I can't, I can't see over the monitor. Can tell uh, if she's in there or not. <laughs> all right, so, so on Sundays here, and we got to do this on, on Saturdays, although I'm going to bring in some goodies uh, on Saturdays here, but Sunday, uh, we decided we wanted to eat something. Okay. okay. Rich is a hungry guy when he comes in and yeah. everything else. And normally, you know, we load up on like pizza, or, you know, sandwiches, you know, something that's normal as you're watching all this football. But Monsi decided, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're going to kick off the season with the best v- way. <laughs> veggie. I don't know if you would have done this. 
veggie buffalo wings. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, veggie Sam. Veggie buffalo wings. Now, so they look they look like buffalo wings, but obviously there's no buffalo in them. Now, what is it? A what is it? A soy? That one is soy. Those were soy. So you're biting into yeah. a terrible. big bite of oh soy, God. and it's got oh. a stick that to make it like a drumstick. Looks like a drumstick, and they had a lot of sauce on it. And then they had fries loaded with cheese and bacon, except it's not cheese and it's not bacon. Are they fries? Are they real fries? <laughs> Yeah, they're real fries. Yeah, potatoless fries, maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Real French fries. Fries just, made of uh, uh, fungus. No, no. What, what, what is the cheese? Uh, I think they use cashew cheese there. Cashew. See, it's really yeah. healthy for you. Yeah, and, cashew. And what, is, and what was the bacon? That I don't know because actually I've never <laughs> liked bacon. Even when I did eat animals and faces, mm-hmm. I always thought bacon did not taste as good as it smelled. It was always so disappointing. <laughs> I it always smelled so good, and I would bite it, and I was like, "This is not delivering." Has any anyone else here ever been disappointed by the taste of bacon? Yes. Anybody? No. No. What, no. Isn't there an old uh, slogan? Taste as good as it smells. That's yeah. my thought on bacon. They yeah. gave Monty some squirrel. No, and yeah. I've tried. Like so many people had had me try bacon over the years. I was like, it's just not good. Same thing with like a waffle. Like you know, an ice cream waffle bowl or like a cone. It smells so good, and then you taste it, and you're like, eh, yeah. Eh. See, see what? but a soy. You would have loved it. You would have loved it. You would have loved it. Everybody here it loved it. Good. See. Yeah. Danny G ended okay, up trying well, it. Well, it was good fiber, you, too. Let me ask you this. Was it pretty good or was it, oh, Wingstop good? Oh, no, 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 oh. no, 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 no. But Ain't I will, nothing like the real thing, baby. Also, I love Wingstop, so what I do is I make veggie wings at home and I go get the sauces and I toss it in Wingstop sauces. It's not the same. That's good sauce. <laughs> All right. It's not My the same. guess with Ephraim is, is that we're not going to do that. Okay? No. 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 Ephraim is not going to partake in that. I'm not, look, anything she brings, number one, I'm not eating. What? We would just say we were friends. We just said we were friends. Now we're We are friends, but you're not going to poison me with that. I'm not going to poison you. With nut cheese and. (laughs) and, All right. Hey, hey, true nut cheese. I'll tell you what it tasted like. (laughs) I'm not doing that, man. When you were a kid, Ephraim. That's a keeper with that nut cheese right there. Did your family ever in an emergency get Don't a, a don't gas play station. right now, Danny G. No, a gas station hamburger. Yeah, like a uh a AMPM right, uh right. Yes, yeah. It's soy <laughs> instead of burger. It's yes, soy. It's not real. I'm I'm gonna outlive all of you and uh it's gonna be fine. But it's you're fine. gonna be bored though. No, I'm not. You're gonna be no, bored. No, I'm not. You know, me and Kyrie. Kyrie's vegan, I think. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> so me and Kyrie please, will hang out. <laughs> please don't put yourself in the same category as Kyrie Irving. Okay? I mean, uh, him and Alex Jones are are, 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 are hand, hand in hand right now. Two peas in a pod. <laughs> yes. All right. By the way, that food update is brought to you live from the TireRack.com studios. All right? See, so yeah, I snuck that one in. All right, well, let's put that aside. We'll figure out something else to eat eventually here. I want to ask you about Tom Brady right now. Mm-hmm. Because some people are saying they're a little off-put by all this talk about his personal life. And should this be off-limits? My attitude is it's not off-limits. It has a direct effect on his football career. I mean, we talk sports here, right? We talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talk about the GOAT that is known as Tom Brady. If something is happening in his personal life 
that may have an effect on his current status as the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or more importantly to me, his future status of playing in the NFL, it's fair game. It's it's part of the conversation. And I made a bold prediction. We have a list here. Everybody signs up here at Fox Sports Radio, predictions for the upcoming season, Mm -hmm. who's going in the Super Bowl. And they said, what is your outrageous prediction? You know what mine was? Tom Brady retires at midseason. Wow, that's pretty uh, – And I said this before game one, that Tom Brady will retire before this season is over. Somebody commented he looks thinner than he did a year ago. Maybe it's stress-related. It could be his diet. I don't know. He's done you know, all kinds of yeah. crazy things. He's the oldest starting quarterback in the history of the NFL at age 45. But something doesn't seem right. I know they won the game against the Cowboys. That was more about how inept the Cowboys were, losing that game 19-3 to the Buccaneers. But Brady was very ordinary in that game. I don't know. What do you think? Are you sold that Brady has one more Super Bowl run in him? Oh, no, no, no. I don't think they have a Super Bowl run. I don't think he'll retire before the end of the season. I didn't think he came back just to quit halfway. Uh, I think he respects the game too much for that. But this is not the same Tom Brady, in my opinion, that we're used to. We're still trying to hold him to that standard that he played at. Quite arguably could have been the MVP of the league last year. Easy. The league in passing. Over 5,000 yards passing. Yeah. Um, But something has shifted. Totally. Um, After the – I don't think he wanted to retire, number one. I think that was something that he told uh, and had a conversation with, with his family. And last year was supposed to be his last season. It did not end the way he wanted it to. And at the end of that game, I said, I can guarantee you this isn't Tom Brady's last. He is not going to have the type of career that he had and leave the game losing like he did. It just seems. I knew that wasn't going to to, to, to sit well. I was, I was saying this a few weeks back, Ephraim. Name a season that he went into without thinking that he was on a team that was going to win a Super Bowl. Certainly every year he was in New England, he mm-hmm. went into the year thinking, we are good enough to win the Super Bowl. And even when he went to Tampa his first year, there was that something to prove. Certainly with everybody back a year ago from the Super Bowl team, remember they brought their entire team back he went into last year, I think he he's looking around and maybe he isn't 100% convinced that he's on a team that can win the Super Bowl. And if he loses that, everyone's always talked about chip on the shoulder, mm-hmm. seventh-round pick, what motivates this guy. To me, what has motivated him throughout his career is is that every year he thinks, I can win the Super Bowl. I'm yes. on a team that can win the Super Bowl. I have a Belichick. I have this. Mm-hmm. I have the talent in Tampa. I think this year, if they start losing a few games – and suddenly the reality is, as you're saying right now, I don't look at this Tampa Bay team as a team good enough to win the Super Bowl this year. There are better teams than Tampa. Buffalo is better. I mean, you can go down the list. A lot of teams are better than Tampa this year. If he loses that, or he feels like we can't do it, he may he may just decide that's it. Well, I think his ego's too big. I think he believes because he's on the field mm-hmm. they have a shot when you're the goat that's what you think right you think michael jordan ever was like i don't think we can i don't know do did it. he think he would win with the wizards i guarantee you he did with the wizards hey man no nah, that was that was a business move he made it uh, what i'm saying is at no point 
did Jordan, being him, yeah. think I'm not enough? Tom I, Brady doesn't think he's not enough. I don't know. His demeanor seems it's different. Just off. It's, it's, whatever's going on at home has obviously affected him. That's where I'm talking about. Giselle, the kids, they've been in, they've been on this for a long, long ride. By the way, she's going back to work. Yeah, because that's what they talked about. Yeah. Impossible for them both to go back to work. This is what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. I write on a television show that we're discussing this dynamic with our, our lead uh, parents, right? I thought it was about me. Well, this year was supposed to be my year, and where is my support? Oh, but I want to do this thing over here. This is real life. This is what happens in marriages. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how famous you are. Marriage is marriage. It's life. It's life. What do you want to do with your life? it's sacrifice. So she's made a lot of sacrifices, walked away from the most lucrative modeling career in the world, she had she her net worth is higher than his. She was making more than forty million a year in modeling, easy. And now she wants to get back to work. And he's Daddy still playing does, football, and he still wants to play football. Come on, man! I tell you what, it it when I retired, we have, I didn't we didn't want to have kids while I played because I've seen what that does to families, right, right? Because right. you can't control who where you play or if you get traded or anything like that. And so my wife and I, in 2010, I retired, and we were going to start a family. And then I went to a network, and I flew out there. It was back east, and they offered me a job. And they said, hey, we like our guys to to live out here at least, you know, three, four times a week. Um, Are you willing to do that? And I said no, because my wife has sacrificed so much for us and now we're trying to start a family what would it look like for me to do that and that would have been a great opportunity for me career-wise but i just finished a great career all right you need to especially when his consolation prize is to make 37 and a half million dollars a year for the next what ever forever to sit down and do an analyst work for fox sports come on man more money than he's making in football she was like when when is enough enough and I'm telling you, it doesn't matter who you are or how much money you have. If you're not willing to sacrifice in a relationship, the relationship will not work. You need to have a sit down with Tom Brady. <laughs> you need to you need to have a sit down with the goat. See what he's all about. All right. <laughs> Coming up on the other side, the Rams are looking to bounce back this week after a dismal opening game. Can the Super Bowl champs get it back? Talk about that coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Harbinie from Salam, Fox Football Saturday, live from the TireRack.com studios. Well, I didn't want to mention this game until it was over, but now it's over. That would be the UCLA Bruins, my UCLA Bruins, hosting powerful South Alabama. Powerhouse. Out at the Rose Bowl, UCLA had won two games against Bowling Green and Alabama State. This game, they were outplayed the entire game, and they won on a field goal at the very end. They survive and beat South Alabama 32-31. to Chip Kelly. Oof. They extended his deal. I haven't even asked you. You know, yeah, they, again, home games against Bowling Green, Alabama State, and South Alabama. They got some games coming up. We'll see how they do. Uh, UCLA, everyone's talking about USC's move to the Big Ten, and you know now we're going to get the Michigan, USC, Ohio State, USC, all these. How does UCLA football fare boat joining the Big Ten? They're about to get boat raced. I mean, it is going to be woof. You want to talk about diminishing a brand. Well, look what's happened to Nebraska since they moved yep. to the Big Ten. We were talking about diminishing the brand. That's a great way to do it. I mean, that whole dynamic for these West Coast schools, SC and UCLA, to have to go into the Midwest in November, in December, nope. instead of going up, you know, maybe some rain up in Oregon. Mm-hmm. or You're going into the teeth of winter as a West Coast school, November games, late November games, at the shoe, that's at the be, big house. That's going to be pretty tough. Any one of those stadiums, Iowa, Wisconsin, you don't want to be going there in November. No, you know, you may think that's what you want to do mm-hmm. to help build the brand, but, I, wow, you know. I mean, you're a West Coast guy. Yes. Played at San Diego State. Mm-hmm. What was it like? I mean, you didn't play a lot of, uh, at San Diego State, a lot of, you know, frigid weather games. No. You were no, introduced to we that did, in the NFL. We, no, but we did go up to, like, Wyoming. It was freezing. Yeah, at, at altitude. At, at altitude, you right. know, bad weather up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, for the most part, no. 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 Midwest cold. Yeah, it's a different beast. It's it's it'll get it'll get on you now. It'll jump on you. I always I always talk about and I you know like I've lived my whole life in Southern California, but there's something about Chicago wind. I mean, it's not even wind. It's it is, violence. It's just unreal. It's, it's not even wind. It's violence. It is unreal. I know people listening out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, I want to talk about the Rams. Could not have gone uglier. In that opening game, we talked about that last Saturday as they got boat raced by Buffalo. Um, Jalen Ramsey, by the way, is getting skewered for what happened in that game. He got lit up. The three-time All-Pro receivers off him got six catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. He's trying to explain himself. Well, I'm tougher on myself than anyone else. 
Was that an aberration, a bad day at the office? Or are the defending Super Bowl champions in trouble as they get ready to take on the Falcons? No, I don't. They'll be in trouble if they lose to the Falcons. Yeah. But I don't think they're in trouble. I think they have a, a lot of talent. I think they ran into a team that has a lot to prove this year, not a team that had proved a lot last year uh, in Buffalo. Buffalo was was going to make a statement with the defending Super Bowl champions on the road and set the tone for what their season is going to be like and what they talked about and worked on in the offseason, and that's to come out and dominate everyone. And I think Josh Allen is gearing up for an MVP run. He's everyone's pretty much between him and Herbert is, is the odds-on favorite. And they got a lot to prove, man. They got a they have a they are on a mission. And you could you could tell just from watching that game last week. So I don't think the Rams are in, you know, oh my God, you know, break glass in case of emergency. I think tomorrow tomorrow we'll find out a lot about who the Rams are gonna be. Well, and the big question to me is who is the NFC West? Arizona. Mm-hmm. Ugly. 49ers, ugly. Rams, ugly. And the Seahawks and Geno Smith sitting alone atop with a 1-0 record in that I, I NFC love that, West. I loved that game. I loved Geno coming out and, and playing well. Uh, it, it, it's, it's great for him. You know, any young quarterback who in the last, what, 10 years, mm-hmm. who's been drafted to the Jets. Yes. Have n- never really had a chance to develop, mm-hmm. and a lot of squandered potential uh, has has is 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 there. So you lose faith in yourself, confidence in yourself, and for Gino, this was the perfect situation for him to regain some of that. See, my problem with Seattle is everything they've done in this offseason. Remember, they were trumpeting Drew Locke mm-hmm. as the quarterback of their future, and they go with Geno Smith because, well, he's just a better, quarterback, a better quarterback than Drew Locke is. But I keep thinking that going into this year, this is like a throwaway year for Seattle to get themselves in a good position to get one of those top quarterbacks next year. You remember you got extra draft capital, obviously, in the Russell Wilson trade. So let's say you finish in the bottom five or six. You got a little extra juice to maybe move up to the top couple of slots to get one of these prized quarterbacks in this draft. Geno Smith has other ideas. Yeah. Oh, Geno don't care nothing about that. That no. has nothing to do with him. He's been waiting a long time for this Wait, opportunity. Waiting a long time to have a real opportunity to – prove that he can play and he should be a starting quarterback in this league with some talent around him. Those receivers with Metcalf and, and Lockett and the running back with with our guy Penny. Poof, I love him. I mean, they got a real shot. Defensively, they got some things that, that, you know, a little bit less than desired, especially with uh, Jamal Adams being out. Yeah. Uh but they're going to get they're going to have an opportunity to put up some points. People forget how good Rashad Penny was. And oh we saw goodness. it at the end of last year. He had four games in the last five weeks of at least 130 yards rushing. Yeah, I mean, he can play. He, he just, just can't stay to... healthy. He can play. If he's healthy, he's going to be a difference maker. His career yards per carry is five and a half yards a he carry. He can't. He is. He And he had some big plays that were called back in that game. He was second on my Heisman list his last year at San Diego. Yeah, State. he was amazing. I had Mayfield over him because Mayfield had a special year, but – that, that was as good a year as I've ever seen a college football running back have. 
That's how. Okay, you remember he did it on returns. Yeah. Kickoff returns for a touchdown. He had like one punt return, and he ran for a touchdown. And he was 2,000 yards rushing. Absolutely crazy stuff. All right, on the other side, I want to talk about the 49ers and the Trey Lance situation. Are the 49ers in trouble? Should they be uh, knocking on Jimmy Garoppolo's door saying, hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, ready to come back into the game? But first, let's find out what's trending right now. And Monty is Monty. Well, how about the Cowboys? They officially put quarterback Cooper Rush on the 53-man roster. So, oh, hey. Jerry Jones says we can win a lot of games with Cooper Rush. Right. They also put Will Greer on the 53-man roster. So he's going to be quarterback number two on Sunday mm. versus the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Now let's keep on with the little NFL. The Colts elevated kicker Chase McLaughlin from the practice squad. He's going to handle all the kicking duties for their game against the Jaguars. And they've also officially rolled out wide receiver Michael Pittman. He injured his quad earlier this week in practice. But let's move on to college football. Number 25, Oregon, is still beating BYU 24-7. They're about to start the third quarter. Number 20, Ole Miss, is still killing Georgia Tech 21-0 early in the third quarter. Number 22, Penn State and Auburn are at halftime and Penn State is up 14 to 16. Number two, Alabama has done literally a little bit of everything. They blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. They had a pick six. They're up 35 to seven on University of Louisiana Monroe and it is halftime. Bryce Young, 174 yards throwing and two touchdowns already in the game. Number 19, Wake Forest up on Liberty, on Liberty 3-0, nine minutes to go in the first quarter. A little bit of baseball, guys. I am on Albert Pujols' watch. That is what I am on. <laughs> the Cardinals had a double, have a doubleheader. The first game they lost, he went hitless. They did walk him the first two times he was up at, up at bat, but they have another game. So, crossing fingers that he's going to get 699 today. But the Cardinals did beat the Reds earlier today, 5-1. to one. The Rockies beat the Cubs earlier today. The Guardians beat the Twins earlier today. And right now, the Blue Jays are up on the Orioles, 6-2, seventh inning. Nationals are up on the Marlins, 3-1, fourth inning. And the Royals are shutting out the Red Sox, 4-0, bottom of the fifth. So, go Albert Pujols. Everybody cross your fingers, cross your legs. Just pitch him the ball. Give him a slow pitch down the middle. Come on. I, I don't know what's gotten into him. Come on. I mean, He's drinking Michael's secret stuff. Something Something's going on with uh, Pujols. And, hey, look, at I, I, I've i said this over and over again. I would be a hypocrite to say otherwise. I don't care. I don't, ah. I don't care ah. if he's doing something. It's exciting to see this guy try to become the fourth player oh, yes. ever to have okay. 700 home runs. Monty, you almost had a heart attack. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were saying you didn't care about what he was doing. I was like, what? You don't care? No, no, no. I do care. Yes. No, I mean, this is history that's uh, being made. Totally. You, you take things so personal, don't you? She's just she like... Is. How dare you? How dare you not be watching Albert Pujols right now? Oh, How dare, dare you. you? Back to you guys. All right, Monty, thank you very much. By the way, you mentioned uh, Cooper Rush. Uh, do you know when he threw a pass, touchdown pass to Amari Cooper last year, it's the first and only time where a quarterback with a certain name threw to a receiver with a certain name, the same name, for a touchdown. Wow. Cooper to Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, so there you go. These are little things that I'm concerned about. Nobody else know that. Only me. Only me. Um, Hartman stats and info. I know, right? Meaningless stats. I am so full of meaningless stats. Need to get out and about, man. Take a walk or something. Well, I I know. He takes a walk into a sports museum. That's where he's going to (laughs) go. Last week, uh, uh, Ephraim, did you watch this 49ers Bears game and that driving rainstorm in Chicago? We were just talking about Chicago weather. 
Uh, it was a downpour, and it was a rough day for both Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Both of them had a subpar day, let's face it. Um, but Trey Lance is under the microscope. And this is a 49er team that, again, last year was a dropped interception away from being in the Super Bowl. And had they been in the Super Bowl, who would you have taken? Bengals, 49ers in the Super Bowl last year. Oh, so, uh, the Niners. Niners, right? So they were that close with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback of maybe winning a Super Bowl a year ago. But they had invested a lot in Trey Lance, and they hand him the ball. But they also re-signed Jimmy Garoppolo. And what do you think is going to happen? All right, so game one, Trey Lance's numbers, not pretty. 13 of 28, 164 yards, no touchdowns, a pick. And again, it was pouring rain. He did do some damage with his legs. He had 54 yards rushing in this game. But now we got to really keep the microscope going because the 49ers can't be losing a lot of games early. And if you look at their schedule right now, they could be in trouble. I saw some over-unders on the 49ers, Ephraim, that sort of blew me away. I mean, for instance, they got a home game against the Seahawks coming up. Hmm? Then they're at Denver, Rams at home, at the Panthers, at the Falcons, and then they got Chiefs, Rams, Chargers back-to-back-to-back. We're going to find out if he can play or not. Well, that's my whole point. And what do you do if you're Kyle Shanahan? Because it was Kyle Shanahan that made that ultimate decision to trade up to get a quarterback that he felt could do more with the offense, his offensive genius, than they had in Jimmy Garoppolo. Even though Garoppolo was wildly popular in that locker room and he was winning twice as many games as he was losing – when do you have to make a decision? How much rope do you give a guy like Trey Lance? Well, you can't start 0-3. Okay. You can't start 0-3 and, and expect to make up that ground. You can't lose almost, uh, you know, a fourth of the season and, and expect to make up ground. That's that's the that's the danger of it. And, you know, although the division doesn't look as, you know, fearsome, as it did last year after the first week, you still have to think, you know, you have to win these games early and often. You can't dig a hole and then drop Jimmy G into that hole and have him fill it from the inside out. All right, so let's say they they somehow get upset at home against the Seahawks. Not impossible, by the way. No, the way Geno play, is playing. And then you go to Denver and Russell Wilson beats you in your 0-3 and suddenly you're hosting the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> you go 0-4, season's over. So if, if, I mean, If they're 0-3, if they're 0-3, if they're, if they're then Jimmy Garoppolo starts against the Rams. And what if he wins? Well, he will. The well, what do you do the, with the, Trey the, Lance? The Rams can't beat the, the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. What if Jimmy Garoppolo walks in and suddenly rattles off a bunch of – what do you do with Trey Lance? You put him on the shelf and you, and you say you made a mistake. Uh, Somebody's wow, going to want him. Wow. Somebody's going to want him. See, that's where a stubbornness on a certain coach can get in the way, right? Cal Shanahan could say, like, John Lynch could walk down and say, all right, look, we got to make a change here. we got to win games. And if And what you do is say, okay – you say, okay, we made a mistake. It, people are under the assumption that coaches and GMs are perfect in every decision they make. That is not the case. There well, would be no buzz. Well, there are some that think they are. doesn't matter. The reality of the matter is sometimes you miss. 
but they never want to admit it. You know, the team that always wants to admit is New England. That's why New England's been so great over the Sometimes years. Sometimes you miss. They miss, and they don't hold on to their mistakes. And you can't double down on the mistake. You can't be saying, I know this is the right move. I know it's the right move. Can't double down on a mistake. And the sooner you realize that and move off of, of and I don't want to say a mistake, a player that just doesn't hasn't fulfilled uh, the potential you had for him. And the sooner you move off of that, and, and, and the less it, it, it hurts. As you're trying to rip that Band-Aid off slowly, it's more pain there. Got to rip it off, move on. It's only going to get tougher for Trey Lance because you get more and more film in this guy, and you immediately start taking whatever strengths he has, which right now are his legs, more than throwing the football, and then he's got to make adjustments. And if he can't, that's it. Done. Yeah, it, it, look, this this league doesn't slow down and wait for you to get ready for it. This assumption that he has time, he's going to be okay, it's just that. It's an assumption. This league is moving. Teams are winning with young quarterbacks, first-year quarterback. Look at Herbert. Look at um, Burrow. Look at uh, even Tua. Teams aren't waiting and, and, and looking around like, oh, we got time. No. The San Francisco 49ers are built to compete today. If the driver of the car refuses to uh, to use the navigation and continues to get lost, what good is it? Put him in the back seat. Let the guy who's been there before drive so you can get there in a timely manner. That's what this is about. I just don't know how much rope Kyle Shanahan has. Right now, he is sitting with a career record, including the postseason, of 43 and 45. Oh, and three, they make the switch. Mark, Rams mark coming my home. Words. Wow. Oh, and three, they make the switch. So, critical game, obviously. If uh, Trey Lance wants to stay the quarterback, you cannot lose this no, home man, game against gotta, Seattle. You got to win these next two games. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You have to resemble a starting NFL quarterback. And until you can do that, Look, brother, this 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 is going to be short. This is going to be short-lived. Well, Shanahan may go with him. No, he locked in. They're locked in, man. They're not going nowhere. Still he's one of the most dynamic got, coaches. He's not going anywhere. He's got a losing record. Yeah, but who, who is he going to? Where are you going? I have no idea, but I mean, if you if you're the one that decided if he that was, Trey Lance was the guy that was going to suddenly take us to the promised land, and we already had a quarterback that was good enough to get us there, I mean, it's not that far fetched that Jimmy Garoppolo could have two Super Bowl wins right now. Yeah, I get it, but the problem that Jimmy couldn't stay healthy, you had to address the situation. Mm. You had to address the situation. It wasn't like Jimmy's been healthy this whole time. No, he missed uh, 36 starts during that run. So so you would be a fool as a coach and a GM not to address the elephant in the room. He's injury prone. Mm. Right? There you have it. All right, coming up on the other side, there are other games I want to get to, including Patriots and the Steelers. Some people are surprised Pittsburgh is 1-0. Some people are surprised that Belichick doesn't have a win so far. How critical is this matchup of two legendary coaches? We'll tell you coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harbin, from Salam, Fox Football Saturday, live from the TireRack.com studios. Penn State doing a number on Auburn today. Auburn, uh, a little down period Fans are down. They're down 21-6 in that one right there. Uh, Mr. Big Ten, a.k.a. Iowa Sam. Excited. Look at Notre Dame. Are they going to survive against Cal? Cal! Notre Dame trying to get their first win of the season, leading 24-17 right now, kicking a Cal with about a minute to go in the fourth quarter. So Notre Dame, by the way, they got – Did you see who showed up uh, to give them a little pep talk? Manti Teo. Manti Teo. Yeah. Which, I, I, you know what, why doesn't he just go work on the staff? He is so popular right now. Yeah, I, I, was, I know I know you saw you saw what I saw. Loved it. And it was so well done to really explain that whole fiasco. So, so sorry for that kid, man. Ruined his whole, changed the trajectory of his whole life. Not only his life, his family's life. Cost millions and millions of dollars. Um, but now uh, got a huge welcome back to Notre Dame, which he is great should, to hear. They should put him on staff, and not the coaching staff. They should hire him in an athletic department right? Uh, and let him work with the, the football because you don't want him to be fired with the, with the goofy coaches who come and go. Well, he, he had not been back to the campus since this whole thing went down, and uh, it's been 10 years, but he was uh, – Welcome back and really talked about family at Notre Dame. And it looks like, barring a miracle, uh, Notre Dame is – and there's an interception, and that is going to do it. So Notre Dame is going to get their first uh, win under Marcus Freeman, their uh, coach, and their first victory of the season. They will survive against Cal. By the way, we are sitting here during the break, and we are talking about high schools, and you're on your way to your 30-year high school reunion after the show today. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I've been in high school thirty years. It's just unbelievable how time goes. Wait till you get my stage. Anyway, so thirty <laughs> years. Um, so I was asking you. So aside from you, who is the most famous alum? So we went to Wikipedia to look up your high school, and under notable alumni, there's only one name. There's only one name, and that's you. Now my high school. Taft High School here in the yes, South. Uh, it's a bit of a different story. Yeah, it's a notable alumni. Somehow, my name made this list. I'm not sure how, but there it is. But the name right below my name, because it's alphabetical, is Ice Cube. So, so we, I have uh, Easy E and Ice Cube, which it shouldn't be because his name is O'Shea Jackson. Yes, that's right. It's exactly. Uh, Gabe Kapler, by the way, the Gabe, manager of the yep. Giants. There's another one. Lisa Goudreau from Friends. There's another one right there. Uh, there's a lot of famous people from my high school. A lot. Um, but <laughs> comparing your list to mine. Yeah, it's, it's, just, well, it's just a one of one. 
being the one and notable the one, and, and, and granted, our the high school when and you we were went like there, the second graduating class. So yes. they've had thirty years to find another notable alum. Where the, have you been? The, it's been. It was established. The school <laughs> it was established in nineteen eighty nine. Okay, mm-hmm. I was a freshman in eighty nine. Yeah, but that was back in the twentieth century. Aren't I know, you from right? Southern California? I grew, I grew up here as well. Right, right. So, like, shouldn't there be someone else famous from your high school, even though it's only been around for 30-some years? No, nah, man. I, it's it's just me, man. Oh, I, good just, for you. Uh, you know, I, I keep telling people I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I have Michael Thomas, uh, of course, of the Saints. He's, well, he's another he's tappy. He's still just rubbing it in over I, here. I just got it. I mean, it's like a who's who of everything. Uh, Robin Wright, the uh, actress. She's another one here. Jane Whelan of the Go-Go's, who I've known since I was 11 years old. Anyway. But nobody uh, compares to this guy. At right tackle from San Diego State, number 74, Ephraim Salam. There it is. Yeah. There you go. Where's your intro? Just had to play that again. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I, I that. I have no intro. This is, uh, this is all getting me pumped up to head to this see. reunion after we get off. Hey, I'm really interested in this game between the Steelers and the Pats this week. Oh, that's gonna be a good game. Steelers are one and zero. They they stole a game. I, I, how else can you explain that game against the Bengals? Uh, uh, a miss extra point to win the game. I mean, a miss field goal. Oh, by the way, both these kicks by the rookie sensation from a year ago, McPherson. And you walk off that field if you're Mike Tomlin, and again. This is a guy who's never had a losing season. Everyone was anxious to see how this is all going to play. I wasn't like Trubisky played great, but they find ways to win. This is the thing about certain coaches, about Mike Tomlin. Find a way to get the W. There are no style points in the NFL. It's cut and dry. You win, you lose. And, and you know, those video of, of Mike Tomlin celebrating uh, in the locker room with the guys, and you think, oh, man. How, how, why would you celebrate a win like that? Because a win is a win. On the road against the defending the AFC road, champions? AFC, and, yeah. And, you know, a divisional opponent uh, who's supposed to be the, 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 the toast of the town in right. the division, mm-hmm. and you get that win, which you weren't expecting to. That, but Winning by a point, a half a point, if that was even possible, yeah, you celebrate that because coming into the season, no one knew what the expectation was because, I mean, really, what what did – we didn't have a quarterback. We didn't know was Kenny Pickett starting. It, it, it was so many questions about what was going to be what. And to get this win to start the season against the defending uh, AFC champions, yes, you celebrate and you build on that momentum. On the other side, Belichick did not look good against the no. Dolphins at all. Well, we knew that was going to happen based on what happened in the uh, the the uh, training camp and offseason. Right, and the Pats always seem to have a problem down in Miami. But uh, everyone was asking, would Tyreek Hill have a positive effect on Tua? The answer is yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tua looked like a much better quarterback. But if you look at the schedule, the Pats, are you're at Pittsburgh. You get the Ravens at home. That's not a gimme. And then you're at Green Bay. Oof. I mean, that's your opening four. I feel bad for Mac Jones, man. Mm. All of that progress he made last year is being wiped away because of the uncertainty at offensive coordinator, who's calling the plays. All of that has effect, uh, an effect on a young quarterback. And he's, he's, he's bearing the brunt of that, which is not fair to him.
No, it's not fair to him. But, I mean, the bottom line is if New England gets off to a really rough start, which has just never happened in the Bill Belichick era, he is the guy that made these personnel moves. He's the guy that spent more money in free agency than that organization ever spent two years ago. Now, last year, it was a surprise season, and they got into the postseason. But I've always been saying, what happens if the bottom falls out? Where they just have one of those years that just about every other team has once in a while but Belichick has not had in New England. Could that change the course of that organization? All right, coming up on the other side, much more in the NFL, plus some big late games coming up in college football here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Unbelievable finish in this Notre Dame Cal game. We'll tell you about that in a moment here. This is Fox Football Saturday. Steve Harbin and Ephraim Salam. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So, Notre Dame had an interception, and then apparently it looked like they had a touchdown that was called back which allowed Cal to have one more shot down seven. And they did the Hail Mary, and it was a perfect pass. And it's one of those where everyone's jumping up for the ball, and it gets tipped straight up in the air. At that point, it's a free-for-all. One Cal receiver got his hands on it, got popped out of his hands, and as another Cal receiver was sort of going to the, ground, to the ground, it literally fell into his arms. He's trying to grip the ball and he had it for a second, and then it dropped to the, the ground. The most elusive thing on the planet Earth uh, is a football. Yes. Why did they design it that way? Uh, for that reason. Yes. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? The way that ball is shaped, how it bounces one way or the other. just It's unbelievable. That's why, well, one of many reasons why football is king uh, in this country. So Notre Dame survives. Mark, Marcus Freeman gets... And he he was being interviewed after the game. They're like, he's just like, Whew, man, it's just nice to get a W. We got one. He got one. See if we can get two. And uh, so Notre Dame gets their first win of the season, first win in the Marcus Freeman era. All right, so we got a lot of college football uh, coming on. I want to ask you about USC. USC is going to be hosting Fresno State um, later tonight. USC, a healthy 11-point favorite uh, to beat the Bulldogs of Fresno. Uh, you know, again, a win against Rice, you're supposed to beat Rice. The win at Stanford I thought was a little more substantial. I, I, again, I don't think that 
we're, we're seeing the same level at Stanford that we saw in years past, but it was still a nice victory on the road. We talked a little bit about Kayla Williams, Jordan Addison. Uh, it didn't take long for those two guys to get on the same page coming from two different directions. Of course, uh, Caleb came out of Oklahoma and Addison out of Pitt. Uh, but what are your thoughts? Are, are, is there too much expected? I mean, this is a USC team, Ephraim, that a year ago was 4-8, and eight, and they got worked. I mean, they were getting worked. They're already shot up to number seven in the polls. Well, talent, are they a little overrated? No, 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 no. Talent is at talent. If you can get one of the top quarterbacks in college football and the top and the top receiver uh, along with uh, a dynamic coach, that changes everything. And that's what they did. And, you know, they're taking full advantage of the transfer portal and NILs. You know, you look at their schedule right now. There's only one team on their schedule currently ranked in the top 25. Hey, man. And that's Utah. Now, they have a road game against Utah. That's mid-October. But the way the Pac-12 is looking right now, not strong. Of course, they wrap it up with Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's looking shaky at best right now. I mean, it's they might run the table. And that's that was the plan. That was the plan. You want to take advantage of – of a down year in your conference when you're loaded with talent. You can shoot up to national prominence, mm. and you won't be tested until the playoffs. How important is USC football to the whole landscape of college football? We talk about Alabama, Ohio State, you know, these traditional powers that suddenly reemerged as powers in recent years. How important does USC fit into that? Well, mix? I think it's important because uh, – you know, you you want to have dominance across the country, mm. right? You 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 have it in the South, you have it, uh, you know, Midwest. You 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 want it in every region. You want dominant teams. That way, when they come together, you you know, you double the fan base sizes, right? When you when you're doing these games, uh, I think it's important for SC from the storied history of uh, of them being great in national championships and all the great players that have have come through there. I think it has a, a huge effect on 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 college football and its relevance and uh, fanfare. I think it's 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 paramount that they become uh, a power again. By the way, speaking of uh, bounce back, Oregon uh, coming back in a big way today. They were playing a BYU team that just beat Baylor, so they had shot up in the rankings to number 12. Oregon, of course, got humiliated in that opening game against Georgia. Oregon is leading BYU right now 38-7 to inside two minutes to go in the third quarter. I don't know. When I look at this game, then I'm thinking back to Georgia. <laughs> it just, And we saw it in the playoffs a year ago, did we not? I mean, we saw Georgia annihilate Michigan. Yes annihilate them like that wasn't even a game not even a game and you're like wow i mean are we just are we looking at those sec mm-hmm. teams like alabama georgia like they're at one level and just everyone else playing at another level i mean ohio state obviously has been in the mix but the, the thing is when you get to those top tier teams they play offense and defense oh right you can get to the big 12 and you know it's gonna be offensive football and no defense like it Conferences are known for either offense or defense or whatever it is. But when you get to the SEC and those top teams, they play both sides of the ball just as ferociously uh, as the other. And it's evident. 
top draft picks coming off from off the board offensively and defensively for 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 those top schools in the SEC. Well, and and again, I keep wondering about name, image, and likeness, and what kind of impact it's going to have on certain schools. Now, Texas A&M, by the way, who uh, being accused by Nick Saban of simply buying their the whole players. team, not just the whole. He said the whole team. Yeah, they bought the entire team. They have an interesting matchup coming up a little bit later on. Uh, they are taking on the U. Oh, that's going to be tough. And the U comes in 2-0, and ranked 13th in the country. A&M is at 1-1. App State, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I just wonder if name, image, and likeness, you could say theoretically, if you get some big money people behind you, I mean, let's face it. Nike changed the course of Oregon football. A, a million percent. I mean, Oregon football was a non-entity. How they were just this? a school, and then Nike got involved, came out with the jerseys, which drew a lot of players. But even back when, when yeah. I, I went on a recruiting trip to, to Oregon, yeah, and the Nike swag that we got mm-hmm. was, that's one of the reasons I, I went up there. Right. It's for that. I already knew I was going to San Diego State. Yes. So any trip I took, it was just because. Oh, no. But, I mean, there were guys that decided to go that direction. Yeah, man. Just because you get, by... oh, you get the stuff. Right. Um. So when we're talking about name, image, likeness, I guess it's conceivable that if you get the right money people behind you, especially because it's it's twofold now. First of all, in recruiting players, as you sit down with your recruits, now your boys, you're steering to basketball. Yeah, oh, all the way. They are not going to play football. Nope. You sure about that? I'm positive. I'm positive. How old are they now? Eleven and eight. Okay. What? What? What if one of them turns out to be? Because I remember Michael Thompson was talking about his middle son Clay, mm-hmm. who loved football. Like that's what he wanted to do was play quarterback in football, and his dad was like, "No, you really should steer to that basketball thing." But his number one love was football of going course, into yeah. high school. But if you have like a one of your boys is, you know, like a six seven quarterback. My eight year old will be the one. He's the he's the Yeah. He's good at everything. Okay, so let's say he's a six foot seven at least quarterback. He'd be taller than that. He's gonna out he, they're, they're gonna they're gonna height out of, of football. <laughs> Don't no 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 no. There's no say there was a certain San Diego State quarterback named McGuire who played he was six eight. Like I said, yeah, I'm six eight. I know their mother is almost six feet. I understand. They're going. They're taller than than Muncie. Like they're they're taller. But than But imagine her. if you had like a six nine quarterback and you got name image like this. <laughs> my my eleven year old right now. Yeah, they're throwing buckets of money on you. Muncie just walked by and I was like, oh my god, my eleven year old is taller than Hold her. Hold on a second here. So he's eight. Do you, do you have any idea where the money's going to be with name, image, and likeness in another eight to ten years? Yeah, we're good. Holy mackerel. Yeah, we're good. He's going to be the one. Okay. He's got so, baseball but, practice today. Yeah, but we're talking about football. No, 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 no. What if they want him in football? No? No. Nah, sure he, he wants to play football. But he's young enough right now to where he says, what about football? I can always change the subject. Mm-hmm. And he'll he'll go right. I'll be like, hey, what about football? You know what would be good tonight? Ice cream. Ice cream? I love ice cream. <laughs> All right, he's Right? In. And then I just – I got, mm-hmm. well, we can't do it. Man. I'm, I'm in pain right now sitting here talking about it. So why would you – you know, for me, it was like – like this. You know how money – the money's going to be just pouring in. Hey, man, it ain't like we live in, in an apartment. I, I, I mean, <laughs> 
I, I think their father did okay for 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 the family. Okay, um, you've, you you know you're I mean, a wildly successful professional athlete, but the kind of money we're talking about, he's going to be making that money in high school. Yeah, man, we the good. name, image, and likeness money is coming to the high school. So the highest paid mm-hmm. high school player in the nation plays what sport? Basketball. Yes. Yes, I understand. Okay, so that. what are we talking about here, Steve? I don't know. Steve how makes $800,000 a year. How much, how, much is the, how much is the Manning kid making right now? I don't know. Arch, what's he I, making? I have zero idea. I, I know Mikey Williams. Yeah. You know, is flying around on private jets, got a Puma deal, got all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. He plays basketball. So. Okay. Uh, by the way, football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by Bet MGM tomorrow morning, three hours before kickoff, leading into week two. That's right. Tune in on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern as we take you live all the way to kickoff Fox Sports Radio on the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. And look, it, and we were talking about sports. He may want to design video games or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it may not even be in the sports arena. We're going to get some, uh, some NIL deals for, for some scholastic endeavors as well. well. These guys have no idea. Five million is what Arch Manning's making right now as a high school senior. All right, five million. That's pretty good. You're going to put that kind of money in your – would you feel comfortable with uh, one of your sons or both making $5 million course, as a senior in high I'm, school? Of course, because I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. I'll give him forty grand and put the rest away forever for him. Mm-hmm. Dad, I need a little bit more. No, 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 no. You know, what you need for, <laughs> more than forty grand for as a senior in high school? You, everything's already paid for. I got girls that have expensive no, taste and no, want to no, go no, out no. with We're me. not doing that. That's that's mama's <laughs> department. We'll let mama take care of that. <laughs> oh my! All right, coming up, we got uh, much more. We got to get to the NFL. More games coming up in the NFL tomorrow. What do we learn from week one? And which team has the most to prove in the second Sunday of the NFL season? We're going to tell you coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harbin and Ephraim Salam. Fox Football Saturday live from the TireRack.com studios. And joining us right now, as he so graciously does every single week, he is our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. He is Sirius XM NFL's own Adam Kaplan. Adam, week one. I I want to actually do it a little differently. Based on what we saw in week one, which team has the most to prove in week two? Oh, the Patriots, guys. They were awful offensively. Good to be with you. Yeah, and Steve, it's funny. When we, we talked last Saturday, 
you said to me, can't wait to talk about what happened in week one. Well, look, the, the Patriots, they got to bounce back here offensively. Defensively, they're competitive. That, that's, they're going to be in most games defensively. It's offensively with this revised Josh McDaniel scheme. They're running some of it, but they're not running all of it. It just it was ugly. I mean, they, they scored seven points. They, they got in the red zone once. They did score, but they just couldn't get it down there, and their offense kept bogging down. I, I would say of all the teams, particularly who lost, uh, they would have the most to prove because uh, so many people still thought they'd make the playoffs. I did not. I had the, I had the Dolphins uh, as a potential wild card in that division. Obviously, Buffalo will win it, but I would say of the teams that lost, I would put the Patriots right up there. Okay, well, what about Green Bay and that performance from mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers? It, yeah, I mean, we have to. Of course, we have to frame it. What what were we expecting? Both tackles, Ephraim, you could relate to this. Yes. Both tackles were out. Okay, mm-hmm. John Runyon Jr. He had a concussion. He left the game. So you're, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. And then you mentioned the young, look. He's working with these young kids at receiver, and he's he's hard on them, and they got to grow up fast. But look, the, eventually they're going to get it because Rodgers, great quarterbacks, make others around them better. He's going to have to be more patient. I'm more concerned about their offensive line. I, I, I mean, it's Bakhtiari didn't play last season, coming back from an ACL injury. It's it's taken him almost two years. Uh, on the other side, uh, the the other tackle got hurt. He had an ACL last season. Now, that worries me. Uh, look, this is this is a problem. Now, of course, the Packers are at home this week against the Bears team. That I give the Bears credit, folks, for coming back in a quagmire of of, of rain. It was it was pretty ugly. But yeah, I, I I'm not too worried about the Packers. They also didn't start off well last season. I am very concerned about the Patriots' inability to score. Uh, they'd be right up there. And then Denver with an inexplicable loss, uh, just embarrassing at Seattle, just ridiculous. They looked overmatched with a team that's very talented, by the way. They should not have struggled like they did. So, look, I- I'll be honest with you. Denver's got to they be right up there. they got a lot to prove as well. Yeah, and then there's the 49ers hmm. uh, loss in Chicago. Again, it was a downpour, so a little hard to gauge quarterback play on either side. But, you know, Ephraim and I were talking here, Adam, about – the 49ers schedule and you got the Seahawks feeling pretty good about themselves. Again, they have a short week, uh, but if Geno Smith plays anywhere near as efficiently as he did on Monday night and Trey Lance struggles, I mean, if the Niners lose this game and then go on the road and lose at Denver and they're sitting at 0-3 and suddenly facing the Rams at home, I mean, how much... How much leash do you think they have on Trey Lance in terms of allowing him to go through the growing pains that every young quarterback has where it could jeopardize their season if they lose too many games early? Yeah, and it, look, this is the, the, the one thing. There are actually two things on this, and they're both connected. Well, first of all, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach with personnel control, he made the call in the end to bring back Garoppolo. The John Lynch really came up with the idea several weeks ago that keep, you know, stay, keep the communication up with the agent, see what happens, and they didn't get what they wanted in trade. They got nothing, so they got no offers. So they, they, they revised his, his contract. There's tremendous upside to it. Uh, I, see, this is the thing and with this decision. The biggest challenge here, number one, is how patient Kyle Shanahan will be for the first time that he's being asked to do this. Remember, he moved off of Jimmy Garoppolo. I I'd, I'd reported back uh, on – uh, early in 2021, that the, the, the Niners are going to draft a quarterback. I, I couldn't tell you how high. We didn't know they were going to trade up. But they're going to move on eventually from Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle, I heard Kyle behind the scenes was frustrated with Garoppolo's inability to stay healthy. 
they liked Jimmy a lot, but it just they want they wanted someone younger and who they felt could stay on the field and gave him a little bit of more upside. And they passed on Mac Jones. They they traded up uh, for Trey Lance, who's more of a project. But the other thing that's related to this question is or this point is. And Ephraim could relate to this. When you've got a young quarterback, but you've got a good veteran who you've won with, you've been to two championship games at a Super Bowl, you know, sometimes, and, and, and look, Trent Williams, guys like that. You do worry about these guys going to their office because I know this happens. They may say at some point, Steve, on your question, it's a great one, by the way, if they're 0-4 and Lance is a big reason why they're not winning, that's inevitable. It, it, it's, you know, if you said, what are the 10 top questions in this league coming into the season? <laughs> Trey Lance yes. and the the patience with his quarterback, obviously in the top ten. Well, I, I told Steve earlier, I said if they're 0-3 going into that Rams game, Jimmy Garoppolo starting the Rams game. I I don't think that with the, the talent on the roster, I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants to dig a hole too deep for them to get out of to, to, to make it to the playoffs. I'm, 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 look, I'm not disagreeing. We don't have the answer because this is uncharted water or territory for these guys. But Kyle, like his dad, uh, is it? It's got strong opinions. I've you know talked to pro- Kyle privately a couple years ago in his office. He's a inter- very interesting guy. Sees football uh, very well. Very sharp guy. It's going to be fascinating to see what he, what happens here. Yeah, and, and, and let's again. Last week's game, you could throw that out. By the way, it might rain. In Santa Clara in the Bay, Bay Area tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Right? Just so happens. Just, Just so happens. Uh, how about Bengals-Cowboys? Uh, let's start with Joe yep. Burrow. Uh, four picks. It wasn't pretty. Um, you know, I don't know if he's feeling the added pressure with all the hype coming into the season, but he was forcing some things out there, and ultimately, of course, their kicker did him no favors by missing an extra point and a chip shot field goal in overtime. They end up losing that game. Uh, they're big favorites, obviously, against a crippled Cowboys team. But what what did you see uh, in Cincinnati Week One? Yeah, first of all, he here's another part to that. He held on to the ball way too long because everyone one wants to blame the Bengals' offensive line for that game. Yeah, seven. No, sacks. Burrow Burrow held on to it way too long, and that that and his decision making decision making. By the way, he turned it over f- five times, four picks, one f- lost fumble. He actually fumbled it twice and lost one. He's just got to get rid of the football and check the ball down. I, I know these aggressive throwers. Carson Wentz is the same way. These guys want to make a big play a lot, and they just have to understand there's a check down. Joe Mixon's a really good receiving back and really good football player. They got He's got to start doing that. Now, they face a Dallas team that got housed. They got dominated, and the Bengals have a good front, a little bit better defense than people think. The Cowboys are without another offensive lineman, McGovern, who's a starting guard. He's, he's out with a high ankle sprain. They've got five, actually four key players out and some backups out for this game. It, it just, it all lines up for a, another home loss for the Cowboys. And Cooper Rush, I'll say one thing about Cooper Rush, who's going to start a quarterback. I talked to the Vikings last year prior to and after the Sunday night game. I think it was the Sunday night game last year, maybe around week eight or something like that. They said that the guy's got a good arm, live arm and all that, and they could not get to him now. Rush threw the ball, threw the ball about 40 times, which is not what, really what Dallas wanted. But he showed some toughness. They got after him. He threw the ball great. I, I, the problem is Michael Gallup, who's their deep threat, is out. You saw in this game against Tampa Bay, who's got a, maybe the best secondary in football, they, they had no chance. Dak didn't play well. But Cooper Rush, if you could protect him, has the ability to make some throws. But overall, they're overmatched. They just have too many injuries. to, And, and there's no reason why the Bengals should lose that game. 
How about the New York Giants? Uh, yeah, well. Right? And, and that call at the end by Brian Dayball to to start his tenure there, how big was that in, ter- in, in terms of the momentum moving forward for this team? Yeah, and, and Ephraim, talking to some people with the Giants staff, in terms of Dayball, he's a, he's a very aggressive guy, believes in, believes in analytical data. They got off to a terrible start, as you saw. Tennessee had the lead. They should have blown it. But Saquon Barkley is healthy. He put the team on his back. In fact, someone with the Giants told me when, in the spring when every, the, the new personnel staff and coach staff got around him, and he knew he was on the final year of his deal. He just came in like he knew that he had some like urgency, I guess is the phrase. And they were, like, they were pretty quietly confident that he's going like, to have a great season. And their offensive line that's really good at tackle, not good in the interior, they really held their own. I, they did a good job. I, I, you know, I was telling people, Giant fans especially, that I thought they'd have seven to eight wins and, and be better than people think. Now, Tennessee was beat up. Harold Landry, the best pass rusher, was out. Again, the Titans had it, and they blew that lead. Uh, and, boy, the Titans have a very tough, tough game Monday night at Buffalo. But the Giants look good, and, and the Panthers, I give them credit for coming back. That was a tough loss. And also the Panthers, who were predicted to have six and a half wins by Las Vegas, I still think they'll be better than that total. Well, if you had told me before uh, that uh, Tennessee Giants game that Saquon Barkley would have twice as many yards rushing as Derrick Henry, it's incredible. Uh, yep. That's uh, yep. that would have been something. By the way, one final note here. Uh, of course, you and I are forever tied, Adam, as uh, Chiefs haters uh, because <laughs> we have questioned how life would be for Patrick Mahomes, Andy yep. Reid, and company minus Tyreek Hill. Week one, they put on a clinic. They were fortunate against the Chargers. They were. Now, look, if Herbert doesn't throw that pick, and it was really Gerald, Gerald Everett's fault, he wanted to come out of the game, and the timing was bad. That should not have been a pick. And, yeah, you're right. I'm glad you brought that up because I have to tell you, the Chargers have eight new players on defense, and it showed, boy, they played really well. Last year, they couldn't tackle. They're terrible against the run. J.C. Jackson, remember, come back from the ankle surgery. He had, other than the, the touchdown he gave up to Justin Watson, had a good game. The Chargers are going to be there, folks. They're, they're, they're talent level, and this is what the, the head coach wanted. Brandon Staley, he wanted bigger, faster, athletic players on defense, and he got that. And Khalil Mack is all the way back from all the injuries he had with the, the Bears. They're going to be heard from. And, yeah, no doubt, it, it's what Andy Reid's doing, they don't take a lot of shots downfield. took a couple. It's more of a matriculation downfield offense. It's not the high-powered offense. You're absolutely right, and that's something we just saw. It. Yeah, there's no doubt. But you know what? They found a way to win, and we'll see what happens next week. We're down to the final 17 weeks of the season, guys. We're down the stretch. It's unbelievable. <laughs> 18 weeks. My God. It's a know, long, right? long season. Adam, great stuff as always, man. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Thank, Thank you, Adam. Adam Kaplan joining us there, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. He's amazing. Adam is amazing. Oh, love, he, love when he comes on because most of the time when he comes on, pretty much all the time, he echoes the things that I've said already. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you see how I snuck in that final question yeah, it, about it, that? It, 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 and I, then he immediately I, He said, broke it down exactly the way I broke it down an hour ago. Yeah, That's it. It's almost like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you might have learned a few things along the way in your long career yeah, in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, you know. uh, speaking of learning things, she's been studying up on her college football. Let's find out what's trending right now. The well-versed expert number one on college football, <laughs> Monsi Bolaños, is here. And All right, Monsi, what have you learned today about college football? About college football, many things. I also learned that Ephraim's son is taller than me. Did yeah. you say that? Yeah, is my 11-year-old. That... Yes. You're 11? Oh, okay, I, I was walking back to the studio. I was like, is he talking smack? And no, I I'm am... just saying. It's, I, I just... <laughs> I, I, it's not smack. I, I just mean, a fact. 
Okay, all right, all right. Sounds good. I mean, most people are taller than me, so it's fine. It's okay. Listen, guys, BYU scored, but they're still down on Oregon. The Ducks are up 38-20 to 20 with about 10 minutes to go in regulation. Ole Miss still dominating Georgia Tech, 42-0, to zero, less than six and a half minutes to go in regulation of that game. 22, Penn State is still up on Auburn, 31-12. to 12. They just started the fourth quarter. And number two, Alabama still killing University of Louisiana Monroe, 49-7. to seven. They had a pick six they blocked a punt returned it for a touchdown Bryce Young has completed 13 of 18 passes for 236 yards and three touchdowns they're about to start the fourth quarter number 19 Wake Forest still up on Liberty 20 to 8 and it is halftime Ephraim I have a question for you did you ever do anything in the NFL that you got fined for uh yes you did yes because there's been a lot of fines that came out today for NFL players what was the most you've been fined I think uh five thousand dollars or something like that which got reduced got reduced yeah oh yeah all of these are above ten thousand every single one the nfl find panthers defensive end brian burns fifteen thousand nine hundred dollars for his controversial roughing the passer penalty late in last week's loss to the browns but i find it interesting that dolphin safety javon holland was not fined for roughing uh the passer with quarterback mac jones who later had back spasms they did not find him. Mm. Then the NFL, this one sucks. Jamal Adams, safety for the Seahawks, who we now know is out for the rest of the season with a season-ending injury in that game. He was fined $10,600 for unsportsmanlike conduct. So he's out for the season, and they still find him. Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase received two fines for unsportsmanlike conduct. One was $13,000, and the other one was $10,000. And the last one, Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, who leads my fantasy team. Uh, girls just want a Stephon. They, they find him $10,600 for taunting. Jalen Ramsey during that long touchdown in last week's opener against the Rams. So only five thousand. That's pretty good. That's well. It, I think it was around eight or nine, or maybe even ten thousand, but it was reduced because you went and sweet talked to them. Well, well, they they call you right, uh-huh. and the person who was in charge of the fines at the time was Art Shell. Yeah, who was my offensive line coach my first three years in the league. Uh-huh. So I said, Art, you know that was an illegal block. You, I, I learned all of this stuff from you. And we laughed about it and, and, and chuckled, and then uh, he reduced the fine. My guy. Wow. Look at this. Guys, anyone listening, this is what you got to do. You got to <laughs> sweet talk them, buy them a cocktail. You just got to know how to plead your you, case, exactly, man. Exactly. I one time had my high school teacher turn my B in my English class to an A. I went and convinced her. I was like, Really? I and did. why was that? I just wanted a 4.0 my senior year. Mm-hmm. And I just walked over. I was like, why did you give me a B? And she was like, I don't know what she said, but I was like, listen, mm-hmm. I... Come on, it's a B plus. Just make it an A minus. Oh, so you didn't want to do the work to get the grade. No, I didn't oh, do okay. the work. We it was the end of the year. It was the end of the year. Hey, 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 hey. It was we, the end of the year, and I just wanted a four That's is that too much to ask for? No, I mean I, I graduated with a three eight. So I guess if I would have went and and begged, then you could have done what I did. I would, if I would have went and begged uh, a teacher to give me something <laughs> I didn't earn, I guess I could have got a four point I didn't beg too. Mrs. Worked. I didn't beg her. You know my my college GPA at UCLA looked like Jacob Degrom's ERA. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, not uh, not too good. Back to you guys. I did graduate, though. I mean, UCLA is a pretty good school. It is a pretty good school. My mother got her PhD from there. Did she really? Yes, she did. Actually, it was funny. I um, After I graduated UCLA, I, one of the things I used to do down in San Diego, we used to have an annual scholarship dinner that I would emcee where we would present San Diego high school students 
that were going to UCLA mm-hmm. scholarship money based on their resumes. And I'll never forget this one year. I'm um, reading off the resumes of four girls. So they, they were the four recipients. And you know how it is. Like 4.5, you know, GPA with all their AP courses and near-perfect SAT scores and all this. And I said, I want to... I want to congratulate uh, all of our scholarship winners today. I'd also like to apologize because, you see, after I graduated from UCLA, they said never again. Okay, <laughs> we need we need to raise the bar considerably uh, after getting this guy out of UCLA. So you're going to have to work harder if you want to get all those accolades out there. Hey, by the way, speaking of passing the baton, how do you feel when you have a contemporary like Kurt Warner's son getting his first college start for Temple. How does that feel? That's crazy. Any time I see these guys, right. like, you know, Asante Samuels Jr., and right. I, I see these guys now playing in college, or, you know, Randy Moss's son, they get to the league. I'm like, wow. Wow. I'm old. I, my 30-year high school reunion is today. Yes. I'm old. <laughs> been in high school old. 30 years. <laughs> I, I feel 30. But you did, I feel see, 30. But, but you did what I did. You you held off being a dad. Yeah, I, we waited. You, you weren't going to be a 20-year-old dad. No, 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 no. I, I'm waited. I wanted to enjoy uh, yeah. life. I wanted to enjoy my wife. <laughs> uh, so we waited five years into our marriage. Right. We really got a chance to spend time with each other. Yeah, isn't and, it great to have two younger travel. boys right now? Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. I'm 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 coach dad. I'm coach E. You know, I, I'm I'm coaching basketball, I'm coaching baseball, uh, I'm volunteering at the school. I I I love all of it. I love it. How old were you a uh, first time dad? Uh I was thirty. I was thirty no, thirty five. 35. 35. That was 38. 35. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, wait. No problem. Hey, man. It, was, it, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out, man. Um, it's going to be working out for some of these other schools around the country right now. I just, I keep looking at so early in the college football season. Again, we're watching some big blowouts this week. We don't have any real sexy matchups until we get into conference play. I want to get back to the uh, Pac 12 for a moment here because this is a, this is a conference in transition right now because of the looming departure of USC and UCLA. And we don't know what the future is, although, I mean, I guess it was a good sign when you had the meeting of all these FBS conference commissioners talking about expanding the playoffs by 2026 as early as 2024. I guess you're still included in the group. but And this has an indirect effect on your school, San Diego State, and what their future is in joining the Pac-12. Do you think, because... I'm going to go back to a comment made by J.D. Wicker, the athletic director at San Diego State. The day it was announced that USC and UCLA were going to jump ship to the Big Ten, he was asked about, you know, well, what conference is in the future for San Diego State? And his response was, I don't even know if there are going to be conferences. Huh. Yeah. And that was the day of. He's like, you know, you're talking about where our future is as far as conference alignment. I don't even know if we're going to have conferences are we going to get a reduced fbs from the 130 schools we have right now is going to be cut in half are we going to have the formation of super conferences by the way this is something Ephraim, that i talked about 20 years ago on the radio that eventually we would have a paring down of what was then division one football to a much finer group of schools sort of elite schools because why because they don't want to share the money with everyone else. If I'm Alabama, if I'm Ohio State, if I'm one of these schools that are making all the why am I why am I splitting all that money 
with all these other teams in my conference. Why? I'm the one earning the money. You know, you could say, well, uh, you know, I mean, this is sort of a, an indictment on our whole economy, I know, to some. But why should Alabama have to share? Why should the SEC have to share money among schools? Why not take all that money? Could you see that? Where we just have these, like... Well, they're sharing the TV deal, right? Right. I, I mean, they make, everybody's making money for the conference, maybe not as much as Alabama, well, maybe not as much as Georgia. Should Ohio State be getting the same share as Rutgers uh, in the I, Big Ten? I, I think yes, because, you know... When you start just cutting out people, cutting out schools, the little guy in quotes, then the balance of power shifts, and then you have a direct, clear separation. And I don't think college football wants to have that. What what about a play-out situation? People have talked this before where if you're just bringing up the rear in your conference year after year after year, you're not safe. You get relocated out. You You get demoted. And maybe there's an emerging program somewhere else that says, you know what, hey, we want to be part of the big show. No, I don't like that. You don't like that? I'm not a fan of that. I'm not. Wow. Really? I'm not. Okay. Strong survive. (laughs) I mean, where's the motivation? All right, we'll get to this a little bit later on. All right, what's going to happen for the rest of this day? What are our big picks for tomorrow in the NFL? We're going to tell you coming up next. Steve, there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Arben and Ephraim Salam, Fox Football Saturday. I want to thank the guys today. The real Don Brown just slips in here for this last hour. Do you see that? Taking yeah, over I see for him Iowa slipping Sam. in, just yeah. sneaking in. Yeah. He was I talking about the on. multitude of nicknames he has. What do you call him? To me, he's always the real Don Brown. I call him. <sighs> <laughs> what was uh, that, Don? You talked about Ephraim like he's like in his own little world. Yeah, no, I was just saying when it when it comes to me, the big guy likes to wear his heart on his sleeves, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Don and I have been together for a long time. Right. And I, I try to build a relationship with him and, mm-hmm. and, and try to – you know, like like many young people, yeah. you try to you know relate to them on, on their level, mm-hmm. but I I can't get that low. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don I, I is he is he's the real it's very Don eclectic, very, right? Very. My holy thing is he'll say something, but then contradict it right away. So it's like, man, I love heights. Ooh, I don't I don't like roller coasters though. It's, they go too far up. I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You remember you remember the movie uh, Being John Malkovich? Yes. Being Don Brown. Being. 
being Don Brown. What would it be like to be inside Don In Brown's head? Dobie with Don Brown. Because <laughs> you know that Don Brown was a Dobie hype beast. I did not know this. Yes. yes, yes. No. Hype beast Don. Former. That's what we go. Oh, former. Okay. All right. Uh, Monty did a phenomenal job, as she always does. Yes. And uh, really looking uh, forward to more college football. She's learning the world of college football. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Do, does a great job. Um, we've got a good guy. A good good crew. Danny G, of course. Well, Danny, I, I wanted to ask Danny, our producer here, about the Raiders tomorrow. Oh. Uh, Raiders. Um, some people were saying, uh, I think it was you, Danny, that uh, your quarterback should have played in the preseason. <laughs> it would have been nice. I mean, I would have liked to see him step forward in the pocket a little bit, and a nice scramble here or there would have helped out that I mean, uh, unhealthy O-line. Adams, uh, is, yeah, he's the real deal, no I matter mean, who's throwing him the ball. Well, wh- where was Hunter Renfro? See, this is the thing about the Raiders. A lot of people thought, because of Devontae Adams, that Hunter Renfro is going to catch a lot of passes this year because so much attention is going to be given to Devontae Adams. Where was Hunter Renfro in that first game? I feel like Carr had a new Ferrari and he was trying to show it off and he forced some passes in there to Adams, as you saw those interceptions that happened. I mean, he had three interceptions. Yeah, I mean, he, he was trying to force some passes. I mean, in Hunter there. Renfro had three catches for twenty-one yards. He was a complete non-factor. You remember last season, Carr did a really good job of spreading the ball out to his receivers. So hopefully, we'll see that tomorrow. Yeah. So, and by the way, it was I don't know Arizona looked awful, terrible. <laughs> terrible. I mean, Kyler Murray. What was he playing video games all week, or yes, what happened? That's what it seems like. How, how do you how do you overcome that crazy story that came out? I even talked about that craziness about the clause in his contract yeah. and that's a four message. hours. But that's and, a message. Is, that's hours. a message to the quarterback to take this more serious. Yeah, and what happened week one? Right. That's it. It's it's more than just showing up and being athletic. You have to do all of the little things in order for this thing to work. That's what that was for. Well, his attitude was, I, I've already been a couple of Pro Bowls. I'm, I'm playing, and he gotten better. His passing mm-hmm. stats are better each year. I don't know. Did that throw a complete wrench in the whole development of Kyler Murray? No, well, if it did, that's on him. That's on him. I mean, at, at a certain point, you have to want to be great. Team can't want you to be great, but you have to want to be great. And, you know, he showed a level of immaturity this offseason that they weren't happy with. They decided to reward him with the contract. And so now it is what it is. Uh, one other game we did not talk about that I wanted to ask you is Dolphins at the Ravens. Both teams winning in week one. Uh, Lamar Jackson, again, show me the money. I mean, what's happening here? No, what? no, no. He's going to wait. He's want that uh, upwards of $200 million fully mm-hmm. guaranteed. So he's going to hold out. Uh, and he's going to force their hand. Are you with me? All in with the Dolphins? Uh, no, not all in, but we'll see. Tua looked pretty good. Tua looked real good. Looked he, real good. We'll he, see. You know, he looked good, and uh, yeah, that Tyreek Hill, he's a pretty good player. It's uh, not bad. Yeah, he's good. Jalen Waddle all of a sudden looks like a better receiver as well. Jalen Waddle is is the real having those two guys paired up together. It, it's going to be great for. For Tua's development. Are you going to pull rank on everyone at your high school reunion? Maybe show them the Wikipedia page? No, they already know. I'm the only notable alumni at this entire school. Keep it right here. Much more football coming up on Fox Sports Radio.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.